It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Now, here's your hosts, Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. Oh, yeah, kicking it off, 10 o'clock hour. I love talking to local leaders, and we have a great one in studio. And we have two of them because we also have the utility director for the city of... Is it utility director? Is that your official title, Dan Dukniak? General manager. Gen- oh, general you know, manager he drops general on manager. us. All right, Dan Dukniak, Sean Riley, mayor of the city of Waukesha. Welcome. Ha- happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, you've been here a bunch of... Well, you haven't been in the new studios yet. I think one time I was in here. Were you? Yeah. Why don't I remember that? I thought Dan was with me, and we were walking down here, and I'm like showing him how to get here. And he, I've completely knocked it out of my thing. You know, the reason you're here, besides the, the cool leadership that you guys have demonstrated over the years, is you got a big thing happening in Waukesha. And, and refresh my memory. When did the water conversation start? More than 20 years ago. Was it 20 years ago? More than 20 years ago. Yeah, I started in uh, January of 2003, and we were in the midst of doing a water supply study, and that's when... Well, that's what really drove me and brought me to Waukesha from Oak Creek was the addressing the water issue in Waukesha. That's right. And for the folks who don't know, because we have listeners all over the place, this is pretty uncharted territory. A, well, I'll let you give the, the official clarification of what this means, Lake Michigan water, to a community that's not... In the basin. We're in the basin. In the basement. Yeah. So we're outside of the of watershed of the Great Lakes. So basically, if you drop a bucket of water on the line, we're outside. The water doesn't go back to the Great Lakes. So it was a big deal to get water to Waukesha from the Great Lakes Basin. Why do you think the it was the governors of, the, of those states and Canada, why do you think they agreed to this? I'm going to say because we were... We presented the science of you had to show no other reasonable uh, option, and after they went through all of our information, our data, our science, they made the decision that yeah, they meet the requirement. They may not have liked it; some of them may not have liked it, but uh, they knew that the compact itself was um, being tested. Um, because if they said no without a valid basis, then the compact would be in danger. Do you know if any other community has reached out? to that same group of leaders and said, well, Waukesha did it. Well, there's nobody that's outside of the uh, basin, but there has been some straddling communities, some communities that straddle the basin, especially here in Wisconsin, Pleasant Prairie area. Uh, they've, they've asked for water and they've received water. Racine has asked for water and received water. So the straddling counties or straddling communities has been used, but not the community in straddling county exception. One more history question, then we're going to get to the, the, the current events, which is when this tap gets turned on, figuratively speaking. So as somebody who testified probably, I don't know, eight years, eight years, ten years ago about this issue, because I thought it was important for Waukesha, and for people who don't live here, this is a really important community, a business hub, great, great community. Um, many people across the country know it from the tragedy um, that happened at the parade, but it's so much more than that, and, and you're the mayor of the city. Tell, tell your story and how this kind of relates into the story. Well, for me, um, this was basically Waukesha's future. Without getting a new water supply, um, we were the city itself would be in trouble because we had declining aquif- aquifers um, that were also contaminated. Um, and a, a city doesn't survive without a water supply. And we had to find a brand new one, not try to fix the old one because it was really unfixable. Um, so it it was... Very complex, very, it's a huge undertaking, but I'm glad to say we've actually accomplished it. Um, it was, uh, uh, you know, I don't think people understand what all goes into 
have water coming out of your taps, yeah. all the pipes. I know they don't. All the pumps, <laughs> all everything that happens. Um, this was basically taking what we had and building a new one to a certain degree. And just just the the amazing story from 20 years ago to, to this month, at some point in September, what, what are we talking about, the 14th through the 18th, something like that? Yeah, the 14th through the 18th, somewhere in that time frame. You don't use switches, but the tap gets turned on. What does this mean? How does it roll out? What what happens first? That's we we spent years of years of work studying how that transition is going to take place and make sure that the residents are going to remain safe during that transition. But yeah, there's a number of facilities that need to be turned off, turned on. We need to be flushing water through. We're moving 50 million gallons through our system within five days. So there's a lot of water being moved across the system, and, and it'll happen over a five-day period, and it'll basically go from east to west. So it'll start out on the east side of the city, and we'll slowly progress our way over the f- first five days to the western side. And then we have the dead-end mains, the cul-de-sacs, and all those that'll take up to a month to get transitioned over. Will residents notice any difference whatsoever? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, there'll be, there'll be a lot of differences. The one thing that they might notice... There, there's two things. Red water, because we'll be moving a lot of water, so a lot of the mineral buildup and sediment that's in the pipes will be pushed off and come through the home. So they're, they're used to that during flushing times. But then also we're going to bump up the chlorine levels during that transition and ensure the safety of the residents. So they're going to notice a higher chlorine level, so they'll have a smell and taste of chlorine. But that'll be for the first month, and then we'll be able to bring it back down to levels where they'll they'll notice it or where they won't notice it what are you advising people to to do in their homes because a lot of us have like uh, you know filters a lot of us have you know water dispensers on our fridges what are they supposed to be doing so while the while the water is coming through and while there's the potential for the red water we're recommending that people remove those filters and bypass those filters they're expensive to replace we've talked about that uh so we want to make sure that we don't inadvertently impact them negatively and they they only last for a couple weeks instead of uh, six months like they could potentially work up to. So we're advising that people bypass those and then put those back in. I don't want to overwhelm your IT department, but is there any websites where people could go and kind of find out the, the do's and don'ts? Sure. City of Waukesha Facebook page, all our social media, we have um, multiple social media pages. Um, it'll be Real easy to tap into those and see what's happening. He is Mayor Sean Riley, City of Waukesha, Dan Dukniak, General Manager of the Utility. Just the water utility or all of them? Just the water utility for now. Oh, <laughs> room for uh, for growth, personal growth. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> Sandy, Max, and Steve, uh, we're having sort of a, a mayor-to-mayor, but this is, this is obviously breaking news as well because we're going to have a big water change in Waukesha. After the break, think about this during the, the break here. Um, reaction of the residents of Waukesha because they've been – Talking about this story for 20 years, what's, what are they telling you as the, uh, the tap gets turned down? We'll get to that and more with our guests in studio on WTMJ Now. I want to grow up to be a politician. Now, this, is the, this has become the official Mayor to Mayor song, but I'm, it's a work in progress. Mayor Sean Riley from the city of Waukesha, general manager of the water utility, Dan Dukniak, in studio, the big tap change, new water, fresh water, Lake Michigan water. So let me ask you, Mayor, are the residents, businesses, is this like, yes, or are they like, eh, I don't know? Both. Um, obviously, the cost of water has gone up considerably and will continue to go up. So you get a lot of people that are not happy about that. But uh, I, I continue uh, pretty much daily to hear from people that say, I'm amazed that, we, that the city was able to accomplish this. 
and we're so happy that Waukesha's future is secured, really. I mean, that's from a lot of the businesses. They know that this is huge. Waukesha County Business Alliance was um, behind the city of Waukesha um, from day one, and that's a countywide um, business chamber of commerce, basically. Um, so a lot of the businesses were very well educated about this. They knew what it meant, and, you know, they're happy about it. And Dan, I mean, you've worked on this thing for 20 years. I mean, there's got to be a sense of relief. It, it's, it is uncharted territory and you did something no one else had done. It's like, it's got to be like a, a burden off your shoulders. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, true. Good point. But at some point, at some point this fall, I mean, it, it'll be a huge burden lifted. Uh, the 72,000 people in Waukesha will have a clean water supply and there, there'll be some changes to it, but. Again, I think overall, like the mayor said, a lot of people are really happy that they're getting a new water supply and that they know it'll be sustainable for the long term. Any good leader knows it's not about just the work you do. So this is that moment when you can you can share some of the credit because there's a lot of people involved in this story. I've I've met many of them. This is a this is a story that should be told. There is a huge number of people. Yep. First off, we have the mayor and the common council providing their support. Our water commission that provides their support. Great team of consultants that have helped us get through the application process, through the design and through the construction process. And then the management team at the city and the water utility and the employees, you know, they really do their jobs well. That allowed me the opportunity to go out and do what I needed to do to get this job done and work with the mayor and work with the common council to get it done. So we have a great team of employees and great team all overall together. I'll add one more, which you don't hear very often, is, is the DNR. Um, they ran Dan and uh, us through the ringer um, to have a really sound science that we would present to all the other states. And um, Dan and I had many conversations, and he's like, I'd say that when I first started as mayor, he was a little uh, uh, perturbed with the DNR. But when it was all said and done, he said that's what, you know, the fact that they made us go through everything and really have a good study put together. Uh, is why we got approved. Yeah, cooperation communication is, is uh, for any project, water or, or otherwise. It's 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 the it's the key. And and uh, Sandy, uh, Sandy and I have talked about this in a lot of different ways. That communication piece so important. Well, and you were talking earlier, Mayor Riley, about how people really don't realize what it takes for the water to get through your tap, and it's not particularly you know sexy experience. But we all know that the quality of water for our communities is paramount after seeing what happened in Flint, Michigan and discussion of lead pipes in Milwaukee, making sure that this quality of water and working with the DNR and all these different people makes a big difference and is important to the community. Right. But, and I, I would add to that real quick. Um, the communication piece was huge. We had, you talk about transparency in government. We had a lot of public meetings and a lot of communication that took place out there. So the residents had a, ample opportunities to, provide their input but we also had a team of public relations consultants helping us we're not public relations people at water utilities in that cities and i know that some of the regulatory people didn't like the fact that we had public relations people helping us but you need that to get through this process you really needed it to get help us get through there and mayor the economic development piece so now you have a stable water supply for the future Lake Michigan's going to be there for as long as any of us and generations. We're in trouble if it isn't. Yeah, we're all in trouble because that's the, one of the biggest freshwater supplies in the world. So from an economic development sense, does this give you more opportunity? Does it change anything? How does that shake out? I'm going to tell you that in the next 10, 20 years, um, businesses are going to be looking at water as one of the major drivers for where they locate. Um, and we're, we're going to be assured that we'll have a um, 
strong, sustainable water su- supply. Um, but just for our, our businesses now, um, you know, I mean, yes, it's huge. There's no question. It, it's something that uh, uh, keeps Waukesha. Uh, we have a large manufacturing base, and it keeps that manufacturing base here. Mayor Sean Riley, General Manager of the Water Utility, Dan Dukniak. We'll take a break, and then after that, what's next? All this free time you guys are going to have. What else are you going to be working? What's your next legacy project? We'll discuss that with our guests, Mayor to Mayor, Sandy and Steve, WTMJ Now. Little Mayor to Mayor on this Tuesday, Stephen Sandy Max, WTMJ Now, Mayor of City of Waukesha, Sean Riley, and General Manager Water Utility, Dan Dukniak. So I was joking that like you know all this burden is off your shoulder and you can kind of get back to normal. So I'll start with you, Dan. What's your next project? What you, is it just like life as usual, life as normal? Or you got something else you're working? That is, you know, that's been kind of interesting. Uh, they're thinking about what's going to happen. There's still a lot to do in terms of putting our backup supply and getting it ready for a backup supply, putting, getting the wells, decommissioning the wells, the facilities that we don't have, that we don't need, uh, bringing that emergency supply back up, doing all the monitoring that we have to do in our system. So there's still a lot of work over the next year or two. But, yeah, it's it's it'll be an interesting process that, you know, I pushed a lot of work away from me. So now I'll have some free time, and it'll be interesting. I'll be able to catch up on some of the things that I haven't haven't been able to pay attention to. You know, you guys are probably, I, I said it during the break, probably some of the most recognized experts on this conversion, right, and in the country. Yeah, I, I mean, there's people, uh, the the people in the Compact Council um, know that aspect of it very, very well, but the actual implementation of doing this is, uh, I'm going to say, Dan really has a good handle on that. Well, and it's a water supply planning issue, right? And whether it's here, whether it's anywhere, it's it's all about trying to develop that plan and trying to work it through. And that's something that, you know, we've been able to accomplish here. And, and you know, you get eight, eight governors and two premiers that have to say, yes, it's pretty pretty impressive that we were able to get the, that we were able to get it done. Was there ever a moment in the process for either of you that you said, <laughs> this isn't going to this isn't going to work because there has to be right. One moment. <laughs> well, I'm going to say for me, it, no, it really wasn't maybe because I was naive about it. Um <laughs> But when we when we came back after it was approved in uh, June of 2016, my next common council meeting, I had like four aldermen that had been on the common council for a long period of time, and they were just like, "We never thought this would happen." And it's like, really? I, th- you know, I I thought I, they were all behind it. The common council was a hundred percent behind this, but uh, for having them tell me, having them tell me that, uh, well, we're really surprised it did happen, um, was kind of eye opening. All right, so what's your next book? <laughs> what's your next thing? You know, um, for me, I, I I don't plan on running again, so I'm done in uh, 2026. Oh, is that breaking news? No, I've said it a couple times, oh, okay. so you could use it as breaking news if you'd like. <laughs> I think it's big news. Um, but uh, between now and then, uh, I, I'm really, it's the funding to municipalities is, is still broken. You know, we had the shared revenue. Mm-hmm. I, I think the legislature uh, made a major step in providing additional shared revenue for municipalities, but the funding mechanism for municipalities is broken and they're totally dependent upon um, property taxes. It's like you get, you, you should have a three legged stool, not a one legged stool. And that's something I'm going to, every time I testified in on shared revenue, I said, thank you for doing this. I'm not done. You'll con- you're going to continue seeing me. We, you know, you and I work together on, on, on different things. And I was part of this process at the beginning. Um, that issue that, that, bipartisan 
cooperative environment that I think the shared revenue bill started as a mayor presently and something else in the future. Do you think that relationship, that positive relationship will continue in fits and starts? Um, I don't expect um, one. It was very important that the legislature came together to make this happen Um, Two. The, every single one of them was being told by their communities that there's a major problem. And I'm and the big part of it is the smaller communities and even paying for their fire departments because a lot of them had volunteers and the volunteers were no longer there and they needed to hire people. And under our present system, they don't have any way to raise any more funds except going through referendum. And those sometimes work and they sometimes don't. Um, so the legislators were hearing from basically every single one of their communities to say this is a major problem. It wasn't Republican or Democrat, it was pretty much every single community. So stuff like that makes things does make things happen. It's not fun to watch it happen because it's making sausage and um, you know, but it it did happen. And I, yes, I ex- fully expect it to continue happening. That's good. I mean, I'm I'm somewhat optimistic, but uh, you know, we've seen some of the you know the back and forth that you talked about trials and tribulations of politics impacting little things, big things in the state, and, and as we. And I think you have the right attitude, Mayor. You, you understand that relationship, having done it now. And, you know, when we step back from public service, there's a, there's a role to play. I still talk about things that I accomplished as mayor or I, or I didn't accomplish. That that life continues. You'll still be a, a spokesperson for a lot of these things because, again, you're a subject matter expert. You've gone through this. You've gone through the parade tragedy and, and deal brilliantly with a very tough topic and somehow managed to bring your city back and, you know, that's the essence of a great leader. So I want to congratulate both of you guys. Thank you. Um, I, I just want to add that I have talked to numerous mayors about the future of um, municipal funding and all that, and I'm the most optimistic of the entire group. So. <laughs> all right, so that sets the baseline. So we, he's the most optimistic. We'll see what everybody else has to say. Uh, gentlemen, Mayor Sean Riley, uh, General Manager Dan Dukniak, brilliant job with the water. I know it's still controversial to some people, but this was a – a life preserver, if you want to use that term, for your community. And it leads to so many other positive things that can happen in Waukesha and our state, because that is the, a hub for a lot of business, manufacturing. So well done to both you and the and the, the switch. What's the date of circle on the calendar? Yeah, what's that? the date we're watching? Between the 14th and 18th, we're hoping that it'll be closer to the 14th, but it could, it could slide to the 18th, depending on how commissioning of all the facilities And the best happens. way to, to learn... Updates on that? Uh, Through the city website and its social media. Yep. Did you buy one of those oversized water taps that you can do like a big public event where you turn it on? We're doing an event on Thursday. This oh. Thursday we're doing a ribbon cutting. And oh, there you go. we're going to be turning the pumps on, and then we'll be moving the water from the pipeline into the reservoirs for Milwaukee. So, uh, yeah, we'll be moving some water, but we won't start the actual transition until next week till we get through that commissioning process. Keep us posted. And uh, certainly if there's anything that we have to communicate to our big audience in the state of Wisconsin, we'd love to do it. Thanks for, for coming in. Thank, Thank you. you.